Cause we've had our fun, but it seems the fun is over now, and that's alright. It's alright. Boys, we're back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcasting. How's it going tonight, fellas? It's all right. It's all right. Because it's all my fault. <clears throat> this is one we listened to, the, to today on the boat. It's a, a blast from the past. We did some of this. And Good, some... too. Did you have, like, all black on and a little bit of makeup or what? Uh, the only black I had on was I painted my fingernails. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Back, like, back in the emo days. Punk rock emo. Um, so, uh, I've said a lot of fucked up stuff on these airwaves over the last couple of years, but one conversation we had that I think was the most degenerate, weird conversation that I've been part of was, uh, probably about six months ago when, uh, we, we had a conversation about, do you wash your legs or not? <laughs> and I don't know, thinking about it, I've been so embarrassed about it, but you know, I just said, yeah, I'm, a, I'm gravity feed. You know, um, I, I, this, this is leading to something, but <laughs> I was just saying, I, I where thinking, is this going? I was thinking to myself, like, I have to wash my legs because my legs are so freaking dirty at the end of the day. I have to, or I look like a heathen. <laughs> so, so I've lived under the stigma of dirty legs bower for, uh, for about the last six months ish or so, or 34 years, 37 years, something. Uh, but, uh, so we started selling these, the hand towels, the SVS hand towels mm-hmm. and, uh, Avid listener of the show, Ryan, messaged me and said, uh, yo, I need to get one of them, one of them hand towels for, uh, after I wash my legs, I need to dry them off. <laughs> I, I said, just for that, we're sold out. <laughs> That's fantastic. To catch on to that, too, that far down the road. Oh, man, well played, dude. That's good. It was solid. That's real good. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> hey, that story has been brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. A-Rex Hooks. Freshwater, saltwater. Find them at A-Rexhooks.com. We are being brought to you live from the Urban Fly Company Studios. Find the new Mini Bufords, 
It'll be coming up like, next month, you said? Yep. first of the month. And anything else, uh, musky-wise, you need on urbanflycompany.com. Sims Fishing. Simsfishing.com. Yeti. Built for the wild. Why not fishing? Hop on or the dock. Queen City Guiding. Our buddy Ryan Evans up in Buffalo. Guided trips, uh, all kinds of different flies. Go visit queencityguiding.com. And tonight we have a Matt Dixon coming on the show from oh, Muskie Zinc Chapter mm-hmm. 64. The Nittany Valley, ding, Mus- ding. The yeah. Nittany Ma- Valley Muskie Alliance. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about the Beast of the East mm-hmm. Muskie Fly Fishing Tournament. Coming up quick. Oh, five, guys. six more weeks. That's it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Stoked. I can't wait to hear all the reports from you guys. We'll keep you updated. Good. I can't wait. I, I, I In our minimal cell reception where we're at. I will be totally incoherent all weekend, probably. But well, Hopefully we'll <laughs> at least send you some pictures <laughs> to keep you occupied. We'll see. This will be a fun year. I mean, it's, it's a tough year with everything going on. So, I mean... I, I can't wait to see what uh, what participation's looking like now. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be down a little bit, but let's hope that on the other side it's not. Let's hope you know, a lot more people do come out because they haven't been out this year. Maybe one of the, you know... Looking to get out? We'll see. Yeah, there's only one way to find yeah. out, and that's to talk to the man. And we've all been in it, what now? I think three years myself. You guys have been four. It's a... It's a blast. Yeah. It's a great time. It's awesome water. I mean, it's... I love fishing the river, man. Once the, I only get to fish it usually right around then every mm-hmm. year. It's not like we get to go up there a lot and take the time out to do it. It's a pretty far drive for, <clears throat> for day trips, right? It is. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a solid what, three hours probably all the way up there. All the way up, it all, yeah. You know, in one day. And, and so... For someone like a lake person like myself, I get to fish <clears throat> the lake. I love it there, so... Whatever you're looking for. If you want a river trip, it's a beautiful river. If you want a lake, it's that's an awesome lake. It's different. Mm-hmm. But you'll find muskie in areas you wouldn't think of, and it's beautiful scenery. It's a neat lake to fish. It's deep, and it's just different. It's fun. I, I look forward to it every year, and that's the same way. I don't go up there. It's over two hours. I've got how many lakes and rivers within an hour drive of here to fish? I'm not going to drive the whole way there to do it. Mm-hmm. So this time of the year, it's always, you know, look forward to fishing them. I usually pre-fish a day. I'll put a few hours out there screwing around, kind of marking bait and stuff, and fish it for a couple of days in the tournament and do it again a year after. Yeah. I'd Stay at your camp. Thanks, Jay. Hey, hey. It's nice to wake up in the morning and only have to drive 10 minutes to the boat launch. It's not even a bad drive up 62 there to, you know, <laughs> go up to the top end. No, it's not. Last year was cold. I slept outside. Oh, it was cold. Chad <laughs> woke up with wet feet and he was freezing. He had like hypothermia, remember? Yeah. That was the first cold, cold day, though. It was the uh, first, like, fall day we had. It was a little bit windy the next day, the first day of the tournament. Is that, the, <laughs> that day I crapped on my waders? That is the day you crapped on your waders. And you said you didn't feel bad for me because I was cold and tired. Because <laughs> you shit on yourself. <laughs> Nick was a Nick was a sore, <laughs> sore sight of a human oh, that day too. Nick was a blue. He, he was kind of just seeing through everything that day. A, that was uh, a that was a rough boat Friday morning. Yes, it was <laughs> a rough boat. He said, "I'm full of duty." <laughs> I'm full of duty. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but something smells. <laughs> you looked down and it was on your waiter strap. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough morning. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, man, our our I don't I, you oh. know last year our morning started out glorious. 
Yeah, you, perfect. I got to listen to Biggie and some Tupac and some old school hip hop with some Wu Tang Clan. That was was that the year before that you you missed the uh, wake up call? Oh yeah, yeah, that was the year before. <laughs> that was the year before. Bourbon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I was forty five minutes late. Nick you were and, supposed Nick to be Pat there. I still hadn't left yet. Uh, <laughs> they were waiting on me. I still hadn't left. Uh, that was a bad day for me. Oh, oh. that one was horrible. <laughs> two year, two, yeah, I didn't do that this past year. You were riding the Nick train. Oh, it was. Oh, <laughs> he remembers it. I almost fell off the back of the seat tip back on Pat's uh, raft <laughs> because it was loose. It yeah. almost dumped me off the back of the fucking raft. Oh, but I would have oh. been wet and I, then. That's pissed. not why he almost dumped you. No, no. <laughs> I tell you what, last year though, the wind, God, it was unbearable. I mean, we were just, from the time it got freaking light, it was like tens. Two hours later, it was 15. And two hours later, it was like sustained 20 to 30s the rest of the day. And just it was dangerous. Uh, not for boat conditions, but for, for flies. Ca- for casting. Oh, man, we were ducking. Our legs were sore just from ducking, knowing the fly was coming right at your head. If you had the boat facing into the wind, the guy in the front was in danger from... The yeah. fly flying back at him. We were having to angle the boat a lot just to accommodate for that. I understand the uh, the tarpon guys do it down in the ocean all the time, but they're also throwing a fly that's a third of the size. Yeah, with one guy yeah. in the front, and they're positioning the boat so that he can be angled towards it, too. You got two guys trying to beat the bank throwing eight to 12-inch flies. Yeah. Look out. Did you guys get beat up by the wind last year? Not at all. We were in a rowboat. We were fine. We just set sail. We put up all our shirts together and went where the wind <laughs> wanted to take us. <laughs> You're like goddamn pirates. Yeah. Man, I, saw Caribbean. You, I saw you guys heading down that opposite wall. I was like, oh, dear God, that's a long row back. Oh, we were, we come across, but the thing was, there was somebody up there fishing. We were, I guess one, we did, couldn't see it until we got up there, so we just fished that area back through. I was all right. wasn't bad, man. Caught fish. I love seeing that boat that you guys were fishing out of, because Justin always blows the big plumes of vape smoke. Oh, you knew it was it, us. <laughs> yeah. As our motor. What are you talking? As a motor smoke. It was hysterical. At like seven thirty in the morning, there's fog, and, I, and, and in the midst through the fog, this plume of smoke is just pushing itself up. I was like, "Is there a boat on fire?" Chad's like, hey, look, 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 it's a douche flute. <laughs> we should have played some Kenny G over a loudspeaker. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we weren't all that far from you guys in the in the morning there. We did that year, though. We sat and beat the snot out of that corner for <laughs> nothing. Yeah, for no movement. Um, I did get the, uh, the water balloon launcher out oh. like two weeks ago. So whoever has a team with three people on it. You need to <clears throat> you need to modify it. You need to get like a couple pieces of tape that kind of wrap down around to sit in there. You could build like a little shelf. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the blue because the way it is now, you have maybe to even use cardboard. two hands. Like you have to use your bottom. You gotta hand. just have the angle gotcha. for it to sit on it or yeah, kind of cup off. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That that would have been. That's probably gonna be what you need. Some tape across the bottom or something like that. But mm. that thing, dude, that launches netting. We shot balloons 100 feet probably. Yeah. They they didn't go to my house, but they were going on top of that hill, and I had, I was pulling because I'm the biggest, and I had Jason, my wife, holding the. He was pulling us down. Yeah, they're like ah. So that was pretty sweet. 
Well, we better get going. We were give Matt a call. Sounds great. Alrighty, guys. We'll be right back. And we are back with Matt Dixon. Are you the president of Muskie's Inc. Chapter 64, Matt? I am the current president. Yes, I am. Awesome. So uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Beast of the East Muskie Fly Fishing Tournament. Um, we've, we've all fished it for the last three to four years, probably. Um, there's some big changes this year, right? We do have some changes, and there aren't a lot of changes, but the big change for this year is going to be the venue. Um, the past couple years we've had it the days in and just isn't very uh, friendly. I don't think it's kind of um, business like to me. So we've reached out. We've um, we started a committee through the club to do some of these things. And what we come up with is uh, we wanted, we wanted to do a new venue and Josh McDonough, who is going to be the tournament director for the beast this year, lives in Warren and he reached out to a brew pub in Warren called the uh, Bent Run Brewing Company and they're going to be our headquarters this year. Should work out real well. They you know they have food, they brew their own beer. Um, should work out real well. We're going to have captains meeting there on Thursday night and then the uh, awards and dinner Saturday afterwards. I have not been there personally yet, but my understanding is it's you know it's a really nice place kind of an open air right on the river. So, and they were really, really happy to have us um, from what Josh is telling me. So hopefully they'll be really, really happy to have us again next year with things going well this year. That's because they haven't met us yet, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I hope, you know, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll get invited back. Absolutely. Uh, from all the, all the different people that have been here in what, five years that you guys have been doing this, there's not been really any issues between people, so they sh- they should want us back. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, these guys, most of these guys are coming in. It's a fun thing. I, you know, I don't think the tournament's the main thing. It's the camaraderie and the fishing and getting out. So, yeah, I don't, you know, it's not a diehard tournament that cutthroat. So it's fun. Yeah, it's I, I hope everybody has fun. It's a different environment that you don't get to do every day, so it kind of gives you a chance to get together with everybody that's all looking to do the same thing. You know, I mean, how how hard is it to find fly fishing musky guys where you live? Anywhere you are, you might be a handful here, handful there, but you get 30, 40 guys together, it's a good time. Yeah, you should be all right as long as you just keep Dave Hedberg out of there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's why we wanted to go to a, a place like that, so you can socialize more, and it's you know it's less formal and you know, you can just hang out and chill and, and be yourself and have fun. Um, before we start talking about the uh, the amount of people that have uh, entered so far, where can people go to to get the entry form? They can they can email me, and I have a couple different email addresses. Um, you can email me personally at matt dixon at lezer dot com. My name m a t t d i x o n at lezer l e z z e r dot com or through the uh, Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance website. Their email or our email is N-V-M-A-I-N-C for Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance, Inc. 
at gmail.com. You can get on Facebook and message message us through Facebook as well. I'll respond to those and I'll get you out a registration as soon as I get something from you. There, there's an Instagram page up for it now too. Yeah, and I think Josh McDunn's running that. Yeah. I'm not very uh He'll he'll get back to you. So that's his baby and I don't get on there. So I think Josh would respond to that as well. So yeah, you can do it through the uh through the Instagram too and and I'm gonna be bad because I don't know what that site is. Yeah, do do a little bit of show prep. I saw your Instagram page is uh, on fire. Is it? <laughs> I mean, there were, what, two pictures on it? Yeah. Of mine <laughs> or the Nittany Valley one? Of yours, personally. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't do much on yeah. there. <laughs> Facebook. I do a little Facebook, and that's about it. Yeah, that's all you need to do at the end of the day. Um, you guys also got a new logo this year. We did. We um reached out this is one of dave hegberg's ideas and you know i think it's another welcome change um we reached out to an artist he's actually out of michigan his name's matthew stockton and uh we commissioned him i guess to do an original artwork for us and then we're going to use it for our logo and we i think we may end up changing yearly but one of the prizes i think we're going to do at the banquet is going to be the original artwork. That's cool. Uh, That's a great idea. And I think we're going to get them to do us a new one each year. I think, you know, we've talked about it and I think, I think we may do that. Um, pretty cool. I, I think you guys have seen it. The pretty cool logo. Um, one thing we're working with that is the shirts and hopefully, you know, we're looking at getting some really nice shirts this year. Hopefully everything works out the way we're planning it. And we'll get some really nice shirts with the, that new logo on it. And it, it would almost be worth the $125 entry fee just for the shirt if it works out the way we're, we're trying. I was going to say, let's say someone has a wedding to go to that weekend. Is there any way they, yeah. can, any way they can opt in and buy a shirt? Uh, I'll have to explore that. Oh, um, tell them no, Matt. Two shirts, yeah. that would be. We, we got we, we, two shirts. They're, they're going to cost $125, but yeah, we could probably work that. <laughs> That's how yeah. much they cost. Sure. You got me good. <laughs> yeah, like so you I, said, it would you know, be worth I, it. I really doubt if we would do that, Chad, as much as we like you and everything. But, you know, I think it's going to go to the guys who come, unfortunately. No, that's totally fine. I was just busting stones. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said... All the Beast of the East shirts, I I still wear them, wear them proudly. I wore uh, one yesterday. I'm starting to grow. Oh, I'm starting to I think grow. They keep them. getting nicer and nicer. They I, do. I thought last year's we did a pretty nice job with them. They were, you know, the long sleeve kind of a tech shirt, and I thought they really looked nice. Now, like I said, this year, if everything goes as planned, we'll have some top notch ones as well. Awesome. So, um, so far, how's the attendance looking compared to years prior? Well. Everybody registers for this thing at the last minute. And, you know, that was one of our things that we did change this year as well. We were doing a little bit of a pre-registration this year with the COVID going on and everything. We were afraid that, you know, everybody's not going to commit to that $125 without, you know, knowing what's going on. Mm -hmm. So what we've done is we did create, we've done, we've created a pre-registration that if, you know, if you're concerned, you're not going to be able to make it or anything. It's a $25 non-refundable pre-registration, but that would, that would get you in. That would hold your spot. That would get you a shirt. 
And then if something happens with COVID and we have to cancel the tournament, that $25 will go towards a raffle that we will have. And it would be, you know, the, the raffle prize, we haven't designated anything yet, but it would be a prize, of, I would say, of a value of $300 or better. So, it, you know, it'd be a nice, a nice prize. Um, and then if you were to pay your entry in full and something would happen, we'd have to change the tournament. We would refund everything but your $25. But the uh, pre-registration goes through September 25th, um, and I've, I've I noted on the registration packs that we, we will consider late registrations, and more than likely, we would accept them, um, and, and you could register right up to almost tournament time. But we're asking to get everything paid in full by October 2nd. And the reason we need those, you know, the payments in full by then is, is the T-shirts. That's one of the few things that we're actually paid for out of pocket for the tournament. Um, so we need to get a good count so we can get the shirts ordered and made and paid for before the tournament. Yeah, that and pro- probably uh, I'm sure the brewery would like to know how many people are coming also, right? They do. They, they do want that. And I don't, you know, that's still kind of up for debate on how we're going to do food and everything we've you know we've discussed it with them and i don't think we've finalized anything yet um but yeah that that's important too is to get them a final count number for sure hey matt what about captain's meeting is that going to be held at the brewery too or is that going to be it yeah it's scheduled to be held there and like i said if things happen and you know covid kicks us in the ass again we may um we may just do a virtual online captain's meeting like through zoom or whatever but yeah, the plans are to have it Thursday night at the at the brewery. So have any uh, have you guys opened up any different water? Is it the same water as it's been for the last few years? And you know, for anybody the water, that hasn't been the in, the water is going to be the same. Essentially, it's going you know it's from uh, the dam at Kinzu down to Franklin, which is roughly seventy three miles of river. Tynesta Lake um, from the dam up to Nebraska Bridge, which I don't, I don't that's eight hundred acre lake, I think maybe. Uh, maybe less than that. No, you're lying. And then the outflow of Tynesta down to the confluence with the Allegheny. So it is it is the same waters. We do have in the permits Kinzu Dam, the lake itself. If we would, um, you know, if we'd run into flood waters or something like that, we can we can open that up for the tournament. It is not going to be open for the tournament unless, you know, weather uh, dictates that we need to use it. And the way the weather's looking like this year, it's not look, yeah. not looking like we're going to need to use it. <laughs> no. no. I got my first rain here in probably two weeks tonight, and it's just enough to wet the deck. So, yeah, it's bone dry here. But Jay and I went out smallmouth fishing today, and it rained like eight drops. I said, Jay, my windshield's sweating. That's <laughs> that's all the more it was. You guys still have water? Oh, it's low. <laughs> Enough for smallmouth. I mean, that's it. Wow. It's it's bone dry here, so. Yeah, it makes it it makes it rough. It does, yeah. Sure does, and like I said, I haven't been out musky fishing in Pennsylvania since June. So. Oh. Hopefully it turns, starts dropping, and we can get out and do a little fishing. Yeah. Um. Do Do you know the current flows of the Ganey up up in the stretch? I do not. I know. Um, I know the temps up on Tynesta Lake as of yesterday morning, they were like 77 in the morning, getting up to about 81, 82 in the afternoon. The Allegheny, 
I don't know what it is. I know um, I saw pictures of Josh McDonough out there today, I think. So I, I'm assuming the temp, you know, with that tail water up there is, is still nice and cool, but I don't know what the flows are. It's hard to read his pictures because he's always wearing long sleeve shirts. You know, <laughs> it's like, is that an old one from when it was cooler out? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, somebody got a picture of him on there today that he must not have known about. So <laughs> he got caught. So, so in years prior, um, we're talking lake and a river. Has one seemed to outperform the others? I think, and I think you guys probably agree i think the lake has actually done pretty well the last two years i think um beer nation won it last year and they caught i think two on the lake uh my brother and i caught two on the lake last year i think a couple of the bigger ones are coming out of the river but numbers the last couple of years have have come out of the lake yeah that's uh, kind of what it seems like yeah and you know it's it all depends that one year Hegberg and those guys caught, I don't know, what they get, seven? Sixty-five. Five, seven. I don't know, a Baker's outflow. dozen? So, yes, you know, it, it, it's, it's you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's one of those things where you're like, where are we going to go fish? And it's, you know, there's good water both places, and you just, you, it's a hit or miss call, I guess, a lot of times. Because my brother and I will fish, you know, wherever. You know, we'll go up and fish a day or two and kind of get an idea what what we're seeing or not seeing, and then you know, plan from there the day of. But the lake has fished well for us the last couple of years. So two years ago, we missed. I mean, we landed two and we missed, I think, five fish and one one high forties, one real nice muskie on the lake. So, so do does it have to still be teams registered more than one fisherman? What's uh, some of the other rules? Any stipulations on anything else? Yeah, the, else? the teams are, are two or three person teams, um, and you're you're only allowed to fish two and two at a time. So if you got three guys on your team, only only two of them can be fishing. Um, no one person teams. We've had people request that in the past, but we we don't allow one person teams. Um, the the scoring system would be the same as last year. Fish over thirty inches, you get. Um, I think it's a point an inch. Anything under 30 inches, you only get a half a point. So if you caught a 20-inch fish, you get 10 points. Um, we put that in for you know a couple reasons. The main reason being you know, that one year that Eric McClellan caught a that pig, that 50, whatever it was, 50, 51, yeah. and lost to a guy who caught a, I don't know, 40 and a 17. So... You know, my opinion, that 50 inch should have won, but, and that's why we changed the rules. So, yep, that's why rules are rules, you know, that <laughs> they're playing, playing the game. Yeah. So, so, if, uh, if someone was coming up for the first time, let's say, uh, what would you advise boat wise, gear wise for someone? Um, and would you per, or recommend, uh, some what to look for in the river because it's a little bit different than lake fishing and, and we get those calls i got a call from a guy from utah last week him and his wife were talking about coming in in an rv and coming across the country to fish it and you know that's the question he asked what uh what do i need what what kind of boat do i need and i'm and it's i said you know if you if you want to fish a lake 
you can get away with anything. If you're going to fish the river, you're going to have to use a jet or he's talking about a drift boat. You know, guys, you you can use a drift boat. Um, I think it's a little harder to go up river if you need to, but he, he said he has a drift boat and it had a 15 horse kicker on it. And I told him that that boat would be great for the, for the river and everything. So yeah, that'd be absolutely perfect. Yeah. I, I asked what they want to fish, how they want to fish. You know, if they, if they have a jet, you know, if they have a drift boat and if they go to that drift boat idea, I'll, I'll give them um, like Josh McDunn's contact information, Hegberg's information. They're, they're a lot more familiar with the river up in that Warren Tidyud area than I am. So, you know, I'll, I'll give those people contact information of people that they can reach out to. And those guys are, I mean, they're legit. They'll tell them, you know, the proper stuff and not feed them a line of crap. And, you know, it's, we want everybody to come in and have fun and enjoy it and, uh, and come back again next year. We've got last year, we had a couple guys from Connecticut come in and they're planning on coming back in again this year. And they used the drift boat and they didn't really know what to expect. Um, I just talked to them a couple weeks ago. And now they have a jet boat and everything that they're going to plan on bringing in. So <laughs> they're stepping up their game a little bit as far as uh, they're learning. Boat. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, you know, I invited those guys in through the, through the winter. I'm like, you guys, because they'd never caught a muskie, and they, they'd come out and fish the tournament, and they're coming back again. Heck and yeah. And I'm like, if you guys get a hold of me through the winter, we'll we'll take you out. And and I don't know if we'll catch one, but I guarantee you we'll see something, as long as, you know, the river's in decent shape. So this past year, they didn't make it in. I suspect they'll make it in this year. Yeah, this past year has been kind of weird. Yeah, it's been fucked up, hasn't it? Yeah, it, the, to say the least. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Perfect. So, um... <laughs> For let's say guys coming in from out of town with drift boats that don't really know people, is the tournament offering shuttles like they have in prior years? Yes, we will be offering shuttles, and we ask that you sign up for that. Um, actually, we ask you when you fill out your registration if you're going to need to shuttle, and then at the captain's meeting we'll go over who needs a shuttle, where they're going to need to shuttle from, and then you know we'll go over the times that you know they have to be at their shuttle places. I think, and we don't have too many registrations yet, two or three, three or four, and one or two of them have already signed up for, for shuttle. So, yes, we do offer the shuttle. Um, you know, we try and make it convenient for everybody. You know, if you, can get it, if you can get here with a boat, we can get you around. So I know you, your brother, and Matt, and just about everyone on the, uh, the committee are fishing the tournament. How do, you, how do you guys work the shuttles? I mean, well, that's, for the people. Do you, you get we, your wives to come and volunteer time? No, or? no, no. I don't think you want her driving you around. Um, <laughs> we, uh, trailer. We'll get some other chapter members to come in and volunteer and help out. Um, we've had our treasurer in the past come up and help. Bob Griffith and um, Norm Krumenek are another member come in and help shuttle. And I don't know if Norm will be able to make it this year, and I'm not sure Bob will be able to, but uh, we'll, we'll get – we'll get other chapter members to come in and, and help us out. And, you know, we'll, we'll get them the meal and stuff so they don't have to pay and get there or anything. But if they volunteer, we help them out some. And I think last year we gave volunteer shirts as well. Yeah. And what Norman Bob have been doing it for at least the last three years, I think. Yeah. And I think Norm has probably been doing it since the, the inaugural tournament. He was, um, his, his son was Patrick, the guy who started the club. Yeah. He was the first president and was president for four years. Um, so yeah, he's helped out and, and Norm has been doing it every year. Norm's, Norm's a great guy. He volunteers a lot and, and donates a lot to us. So, um, 
Yeah, he's, he's a great guy to have in your, in your chapter. I don't know if you guys know what he does for a profession, but he's a he's a judge. <laughs> so that helps, too, with legal questions. We, You know, I did hear that. Uh, the one year we fished with Mike Cardacchini, he's like, oh, Norm, he's a judge. He kept calling him the judge. I was like, eh, all right. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. Yep. <laughs> hey, judge, you want a beer? Yep. Great guy. Good guy. Did you happen to fish that first year? I did, and I... I was one of those, I was a member then, and I, I don't know if I had a board position or not, but yeah, we, I did fish and I have fished it every year. That first year was kind of, it was, it was kind of messed up. You guys didn't fish it, correct? We did no. not. That was the flood stage year in the fall, right? No, or it no, was in the spring. here in the spring. Yeah. Yes. It was in April and I don't know what the, what the flow was at, but it, it was high. We had, um. Oh, there's a guy who writes for a lot of the Pennsylvania um, hunting magazines and fishing magazines. I think Mike Bleach. Do you know that name? Uh, no. I think that's his name. But he, he's a writer, a, uh, an outdoor writer. And you'll see his name in a lot of PA publications. And he was he was to fish it. And he told us that we were going to kill somebody. <laughs> and he wasn't going to fish it. He tried talking us out of having it. But... Um, we did. We had it. Nobody died, and there were actually fish caught as high as the, as the river was then. So, in the past five years, what what's been the best year numbers wise for fish? That first year might have been the best year. That year, and then last year was wasn't bad. I don't know that we've caught any more than seven fish at, in in one tournament. I don't know if we had seven or nine last year. Nine, I think. I think it was nine. What's that? I think it was nine fish mentioned. Yeah, there were two forty sixes. Your boat caught two. Uh, Beer Nation caught two. Jace, your team caught one. So that's yeah, seven, eight, nine right there. There, there yeah. were a couple other that's ones. Nine right there. Yeah, there was another one yeah. caught on the lake. Um, so it was probably last year then. Yeah, there was a forty four last year too on the lake. Last year, eight fish caught. Sorry. Beer Nation with two. We us with two. Yeah couple 46s a big brown trout caught last year for the non musky win 26 inch brown trout yeah speaking of so. non this year uh we're gonna have a special rod for the bycatch too that's right you uh you had mentioned earlier that um yeah per- you've been pre- working with a guy to get us some previous guests we've, yeah previous guests we've had on the show uh dave wolf from wolf War Rod company He's going to be uh, donating rods for the beast. So there's going to be the eight-weight fiberglass he talked about for the bycatch. <clears throat> and then also do believe a couple other musky rods, too. That'll make that T-shirt a lot cheaper if you win that rod. I'll tell yeah. you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, well. it will. <laughs> we might have to get him one for his uh Oh, yeah, donation. he needs one for sure. Oh, way to rub oh, it yeah. in, Matt. <laughs> Wait, is he still going to have to pay the, yeah, the two? Yeah, 125 for you, Chad, or four rods. You make the two. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> or if you can paint a nice picture of a trout and use for next year's uh, logo, we could go with that, too. Do you take finger paints? Yeah. yeah Drinking finger painting? So, yeah. I don't think Chad could compete with the, the, this year's logo, so. No. I tell you no. what, though, that bycatch from year to year has been, it's been stellar. I mean, was it two oh, yeah. years ago, there was, what, three 31s and a 30-inch wall I caught? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's And nuts. I don't know, 
they we keep talking. Some of those guys don't like the, the northern pike in the, the bycatch. So I'm not sure if we're doing the pike as a... Pike is minus two points. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what a lot of those guys think. And, and then somebody caught one. It was like 37 or 38, and then they wanted to let it in because it was a really nice pike. But we haven't made that decision yet, I don't think, have we, Mark? Only if, they, only if they eat it do they get a prize. <laughs> oh, oh, Dave, he just he loves the headbutt for the pike there. We, uh, we Whatever we do, we got to get cleared by him yet still. So. Yeah, for the pike. Didn't someone catch a, a tiger last year as well? Yeah, there was a tiger. It was, um, I'm mm-hmm. looking at this stuff nice here. One too. Uh, I think I have ben? it on my notes. Was it Ben? 40-inch tiger. I don't, I'm not sure who caught it, but yeah, 40-inch tiger. So does that go in the bycatch or the musky catch? That's the musky catch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, it don't matter to me if you peel the pike off there. I'm on the lake both days. There's no I, pike up there. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, unless there's a, an 18-inch uh, bass that's going to win the bycatch. We probably don't. If you're fishing a lake, you probably don't have much of a chance at the bycatch. I tell you what, I've seen a couple bass come up on small or on musky flies that whoo, they they were uh, they were over twenty on the lake on the lake. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some big there's some big smallies in there for you sure. You get up over that thirty five forty foot on one of them logs, and yeah, you'll bring one up. He'll come up to five six foot and look at it. And there's some doozies in that lake. But they, yes, there are. But they're not 26-inch browns. No. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. Did you guys see the uh, – there was a muskie caught out of the lake this summer, and they ended up dying. It was 52. Ooh. Oh, no. I think I, I did, I think I did that. see that. I think I did see that. That was uh, right in that little cove across from the launch at the lake that everybody – I think everybody that's fished that lake has seen that muskie. That was that one you guys chased three years ago. Yes. That was that fish. Yeah. Uh, three years ago, I was with a different dude. and We, we fished that – that bay for two days straight. Did you see that fish? I don't know if we saw that fish, but we saw multiple fish. We saw okay. probably six or seven different fish in there. Yeah, and I, I know guys that, that have seen that fish. I figured everybody has because everybody fishes that bay. What? That and it's it's right there. Like for the dudes that have yeah. the drift boats, and it, it's right there for them to paddle over to. Oh, we fished. Yeah, and there's always fish there, so that's a bonus too. Yeah. It's only four hundred yard row back. Yeah. Yeah, if you see if you saw that picture of that muskie, you could see the, the launch in the background. So you know right where it was caught. <laughs> spot burn. Oh, he didn't yeah, burn that un- spot. Unfortunately it's dead. So. Yeah, you can't catch that one. Don't worry. No, it's not gonna be caught again. We're not getting that one in October. No. He may have been caught his number of times though. Who knows? Hey, Hopefully. Enjoyed for long enough time. Random question. What's the deal with that gate to the right? Does it open at a certain time or the the where they let the water out through? No, the one where you can actually get up there past on that turn there, out of the launch to the right, the buoy gate. Because we went up the one morning and it was still locked. It was closed. Out on the lake. Yeah, out on the lake, right, right in front of the dam, the buoy gate there. I, I've never seen it locked. I mean, the buoys were the whole way across and you the, couldn't get through. Yeah, and then we came back probably what was that like three hours later, and then it was opened up. I've never seen that closed, so I can't answer that question. So it's usually all because yeah, that's the only time we've saw it too. But we were, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna shoot right up there first thing. Went up, gate was closed. Hmm. Ended up, well, yeah, then we ended up in that bay. <laughs> 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 okay, Plan B, bay. I've uh, I've only I haven't got to uh, I haven't actually got to fish the lake at all. I've it's fished four gorgeous. years. 
I've always fished the river uh, from a drift boat, to be honest, and ha- and had decent success and had a great time. Most of all, you know, every you know every year get to see something different. And uh, the only bad thing I can say about uh, floating the river that we had, Jay, was the one year where we forgot water. Oh. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Which took a bottle of bourbon and a case of beer and no water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who needed water, right? You were, you were floating in plenty of water, right? You do dip that bourbon bottle over and drink it. <laughs> By the end of the day, we were ready to, man. I'll tell yeah, you. I'll bet. <laughs> I, I felt like SpongeBob when they pull them out of the water, all shriveled up and dry. <laughs> yeah, the lake's not for everybody. For sure, but like I said, it's hard to it's hard to not fish it because of the success that's been had on there the last couple of years. Depends too. Depends. What what boats are running up there? You get a lot of guys shooting up for some of them structures, and you're kind of you don't want to headbutt in the tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they caught. Oh, there was somebody out there on a drift boat last year without any power, and they I know they caught one out of the, out of the lake. That was that was Jace. It was all right. Oh, was it? It, it, it happened. Fa- it, no, it was a good friend of of mine on the on the same team. But uh, he's a hell of a fisherman, and he got it done in like the first eight minutes or six casts in or something. We we started out hot, and it, it just cooled off from there. So we well, got windy, and and we got our asses kicked. <laughs> well, last year wasn't there what like the first there was four or five fish caught within like that what, first hour minutes? or till nine yeah. o'clock or whatever there was. That yeah, was the, and that it, was the it's time. funny if you watch those tournaments. That you definitely see those bite windows. I mean, it's it's funny how those things work, and it's <laughs> it's almost every tournament. I mean, we throw we have a bunch of I don't know three or four open tournaments a year, and almost every tournament that you know you can see a definite bite window for a one hour hour and a half time frame where almost all the fish in the tournament are caught, and that <laughs> that's the way it was last year for sure on the, the beast as well. And do you find people for when they have to text you the picture of the fish? Do you find them doing it like the minute they get the fish released, or are people sitting on pictures till the end of the day? I don't think too many of them sit on the pictures, and and I don't know. Well, Josh will get the pictures this year, and Corey gets some of them. So I don't see them even when the, you know sometimes they would have sent them to Corey. Um, so I don't get them all the time or right away. So. I'm not sure. And I, you know, when I was catching them, I'd post it on Facebook just to, you know, give everybody a little insight or, you know, let everybody know what's going on. I, I didn't really, I don't care, but I think, I think some of those guys will hide it and wait till the very end and, and, and share, but, you know, I, I could care less if anybody knows. So that's the way we were rolling last year. We had a Mark's John boat with a trolling motor. So one person was sitting in the middle running the trolling motor, and then two guys up casting on the decks. And I found every time I was down running the trolling motor, I'd pull my phone out, check Facebook, see who's caught fish in the tournament, you know, just see how much further we are falling behind. Oh, no, that would be added pressure if everybody knew what fish was caught or fish are being caught. So it's kind of cool to not see it, I think. that's we. I don't think we sent our picture immediately. We had the photos. We had it good and we were just waiting well, for the the next bite you know i didn't want to put pressure on anybody well doesn't uh doesn't that kind of matter uh in the end if there's like a tiebreaker uh what time the photo was sent in or who caught the fish first it it is the tiebreaker and actually we had the uh, big fish last year went yeah, to boy. the tiebreaker um then there were 246s caught and, and 
PJ won it, and I, I don't know if it was he actually caught the fish first or he turned the fish in first. You know oh, what I'm saying? And I'm not sure. No, they were different yeah, we first, day catches. Yeah. We caught it first year. thing, first thing in the morning, first day. It was within the you first. Sent the picture in. Yeah, right away. So, well, yeah, I mean, ultimately we got times. That time is the tiebreaker, so you, there is some benefits to getting it turned in early. And with that, uh, a photo of the fish laying on a bump board or some sort of measuring device, and then send it to send it to you guys. Correct, and that's in the in the registration pack. We'll have phone numbers. Josh is mine, um, and I think those are the only two we have on there. But we've been pretty lenient on the bump boards, and you know I think everybody can tell the difference between a 36 inch fish and a 46 inch fish. So if you you know you got it on some sort of measuring stick that it's starts it's, at eight it's marginal it's, you know it's going to go to the judge which is which is josh and if he you know feels that what you're saying is 36 inches and it's 31 you're going to get hit but you know for the most part we've we've never had a problem with it and um we do have some bump boards to give out again this year for the for prizes so if you don't have a bump board and you're looking for one there's another reason to come to the tournament we got them with the new logo on it they're phenomenal looking again with the new logo that's pretty sweet it is they're, they are nice um and we actually got the fat boy ones which are even wider than the others so musky bumpers hooked us up the last couple years and, and give us a substantial discount and um we buy them and give them away i won one uh three years ago i think maybe two and i love it it's Still. it's awesome did uh, and I Christ I never knew until last year that they made a left-handed and right-handed. I always every time I lift the fish up, it's backwards on the bump board. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I I figured out they do have left-hand ones and right-hand ones. So I, I didn't know that. I never realized that either. <laughs> hmm. You know, if you're throwing it up on the bump board and you got to twist the fish around and your your arms are all crooked and everything, it's because you're opposite-handed <laughs> in your bump board. Time to buy a new bump board, right? Yeah, I got a left and a right for the tournament, so you can, you know, you'll be able you to pick specify when ordering. If you don't know which hand you pick your muskies up with, look at the ones that uh, have the cut tips of the fingers. That's the hand you pick your muskies up with. <laughs> Remind you. Yeah. 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 I pick mine up with the left hand. There you go. Well, listen, you? I it, do as well, and I have a, yeah. a right-handed bump board. You, you can't. I guess you could have all your pictures with because you only have two with the fish pointed the same way. People start catching on and and calling you, you know, one one trick pony, you know, because you <laughs> caught one and you kept taking the same picture. <laughs> yeah, same fish turned in same length as it might get a little suspicious. Yeah, you got to turn one to the left, one to the right, yeah. mix it up. I've seen people put the tail up against the bump board too, and <laughs> Hell yeah. try and squeeze the head on it to get that extra in. Squeezing the, the lip. Yeah, <laughs> I could understand. So, have, Matt, have there been any funny stories from years gone by that happened at the Beast? I, you know, I think you asked me that last year, and I, I can't come up with any funny stories for the Beast. Um, what, didn't Team Flywheel have a funny story with their name? <laughs> I guess, if, like, losing your finger's a funny story, yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious story. <laughs> I, I don't know what, that was, I think, the first year. Um, and I think that was Eric. I don't know if you guys know Eric or not. Yeah, I think we, I'm we met him. last name right, McClellan. 
I think it was him that did it, correct? I think so. I'm almost positive. His, his motor wouldn't start or whatever, and he took <laughs> took the the uh, cover off and got his finger stuck in the flywheel. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. From what I think Corey told us that story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's a funny story, but <laughs> I'm sure it is now. And they, you know, they've come up with the name after that. That's uh, you know, they've stuck with Team Flywheel, so. Um, that boy needs a drift boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, you guys are young and can paddle. That's old fucks need a motor. <laughs> oh no, we we need the motor. Believe us, we're dumb. We're just young and dumb. That's it. Just gluttons. Yeah, and I mean, I Christ, just uh, casting all day is enough to beat me up. We're we're looking at getting a third person on our team so we can rest a little. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what we did last year, and it is a game changer. Oh, I'll bet. It keeps you refreshed. You're not always like You got a cheerleader too, you know, so if you're you know, not hitting the spots, somebody could be like, Come on, bud. Come on, put it right there. Yeah, keep them keep them interested, keep them in the game, or like, oh yeah, this this I can feel one here, I can feel it. We're gonna get one. Uh that's kind of the opposite of what our third person was doing. <laughs> what in the Debbie fuck Downer. was that? Nice cast. Mark, that what are, can't you move a goddamn fish? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the heckle chair up front. It does get frustrating for sure. Hours and hours of casting and nothing. So, have you seen uh, a change in the flies over the years? Let's say the past five years of the beast. Have the the flies the people are using changed, or are they keeping them secrets from you? Or? I I've got all secrets. Nobody nobody shares anything with me. I don't uh I don't know what anybody's throwing. I know like Beer Nation, they thought uh last year they thought that we had caught another fish to pass them. I sent them somebody sent me a picture of one they caught and I sent it to him and he thought it was one we caught. So he they had two they thought we had three and uh he started throwing a double a double dragon tail or something that was just, I don't know, it was like 18 inches long and weighed about a pound and a half <laughs> trying to catch a big one to get the, the big muskie. But um, those guys share, you know, with me quite a bit what they're doing and throwing. But, I, you know, I don't, I don't ask anybody else. I'll use my own flies and, you know, I'm not, I'm not the, the artist when it comes to tying flies. You know, they work. But, Mine, mine aren't going to win any awards for prettiness. And I don't, I mean, I'll, I throw probably a little bit smaller than most guys just because I'm old and can't cast that well. <laughs> but, you know, as long as they look good in the water, to me, I, I'll throw it. And then, you you know, I've got flies that look like a an artwork on this vice, and you put it in the water, and it's a turd. So I don't even take those. <clears throat> so you uh, you a bucktail guy, or are you, like, using synthetics? I, I predominantly use bucktail, and I've just started tying with synthetics a little bit, but I'm bad about tying. I, you know, I'll start tying in probably two weeks, maybe to get a couple of flies for the beast, but that'll be about it. But yeah, I'm mostly bucktail, very, very little synthetics. Um, you know, and I've so tried much. the dragon tails. I like the dragon tails, but it depends what dragon tail you're talking about. Some of those are like throwing those wet socks; they're just miserable. <laughs> And then the uh, 
I don't even know how to say that one guy's name that has those other dragon tails out. Starts with a P. You know what I'm talking about? Pacarini. Yeah, Pacarini. I've tied some with his, and I don't, I don't necessarily like the way they look. Hmm. Are there any rules this year on flies? Um, I know in years prior, no trebles, and uh, I think last year you guys nixed the barbless, right? Correct. Yeah, we we got rid of the barbless just because I don't think anybody was really following that rule in the years past. Um, same thing with the trebles. We still don't allow trebles. We had somebody reach out to us this year and ask about spinner blades. And we went to the committee and shot down the spinner blades on flies. So we told them not to use spinner blades. Um, he asked about it being used on leaders and flies but we nixed that um but yeah other than that the same same rules for flies you know your traditional fly gear rods lines no treble hooks you can use barbed hooks uh you can use tandem flies you know you can have a double a double single hook you know if you want whatever there but uh no trebles and is that for the purity of the fly fishing or for the safety of the fish or the safety of the fishermen? What, what's the theory behind the trebles? You know, that, that rule has been on there since, since we've had it. And up until a year or two ago, I thought it was just for the sake of, um, uh, tradition essentially with, with, with musky fishing, not, not anything to do. Initially I thought it was to do with, with the safety of the fish as well, but, um, more tradition than anything. And then, you know, I was talking to another podcast about the tournament and the guys were asking me why no trebles. And they're like, well, you know, you're throwing a bucktail, you're throwing any, any plug at Muskie. It's got two sets of treble hooks on it, three sets of treble hooks and they release fine. So I'm like, Oh, that, you know, that's true. But I think now it's more of a tradition than it is a safety for either anglers or fish, but I, I think it will help with the fish as well. Now, you guys have seen musky take a fly before, and they just inhale it. If you had a treble hook on there, you know, there's a, there's a chance it'll get stuck in the gills and, and do some damage on the fish. Um, Ultimately, those, uh, those single single hooks aren't going to do that damage. So I, I think, you know, we're still doing it for, for that reason as well. Ultimately, a uh, non-released fish is not counted, right? A non-released fish? Yeah. Correct. Um, yeah, that, that would not go towards your, you know, the only reason you wouldn't release a fish, I would think is because you've done severe damage to it. Um, but you know, we, this is promoted as a strictly catch and release, but obviously if you know, the fish isn't going to make it and you want to, you know, do something with it. I, you know, we're not going to really have a problem with it, but for sure we don't want you keeping a healthy fish or anything like that if it's you know belly up in 20 minutes of trying to revive it then yeah I, you know i can see keeping it but by no means do we promote that at all no no i, I don't think that's what jace was getting at yeah but i, I, just I mean, know and yeah. well I it just, could it could happen kind of you know it, it does happen and and that's what uh you know what I mean? For sure another reason to use just a single hook or to better better all around even the, even the playing field and for the fish, for the tradition, all of those above. And 
Here's here's a quick story for you. We have a a buddy that was out fishing for pike the, today, and he said the pike came up and inhaled the fly, and it went through its gill and foul hooked it in the belly. Uh, through completely through the gill. So the fly the line was yeah. back through the gill and the hook was in its belly. Yes. <laughs> that was as fast as he could strip set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty so, quick, is he? Oh yeah. So he ended up having to uh, cut the line and get the fly out of the belly, and, and then just uh. Oh, if that pull, hook, pull well, if that up. hook didn't catch the belly, it would have came up and and really did a ton of damage. Yeah. Well, that's when I first started doing the fly fishing for muskie. You know, talking to Corey and Phil and those guys who've been doing it for years, they were telling me you you got to use bite bite wire, and I'm like, well, I use a hundred pound floor on my gear. Why do I need bite wire? Boy, the first time I ever saw one take the fly, then I'm like, yep, I see why you need bite wire. So the way they take the flies, yeah, you need bite wire. So speaking about that, do you use bite wire now for your your gear lures, or do you uh you still with the uh, fluoro? I still use fluoro on that, and uh, you know I've never had one bite through fluoro or break a fluoro off. Um, so I. And I, they hit that. Those they hit the plugs different than they do a fly. And they, they don't, don't suck I mean, it they, in, huh? You occasionally get them inhaling in, you know, soft plastics. You'll occasionally get one with a hook fairly deep, but for the most part, with plugs and bucktails and stuff, it's it's not taken as deep as as they take those flies. In my opinion. You think it's because of less material or just a slower retrieve? Well, wait, wait. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, with the yeah. The fly dangling, and they can, you know, they can just suck that thing right in. And and a lot of times you are fishing it slower, and that pause, they'll just come up and wham. So I think that has something to do, with, something to do with it. You said you were on another podcast. Was that the Fat AZ Musky podcast? Yeah, that was that was last year. I yeah, we nothing this year. I yeah, I, I like listening to both you guys. Yeah, they're pretty all right. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. They uh they actually did a lot to help us with this show. In the Did beginning, they yeah, they helped us out a lot, so that's nice. And, and uh, they'll promote promote our tournament as well. I'll I'll get the I'll get them out a you know a reminder that we're going to have it, and then and they'll promote our tournament up to up to the tournament time. So they help us out some as well. Hey, I got a I got a little idea, man. There there should be like a little a little kicker for anybody's first muskie. I think I think that would be a pretty a pretty cool little thing. Say that again. I said I, I think there should be like it don't gotta be anything nice, but uh you know, just a little thing for if anybody catches a first muskie in the tournament. It's a big feat. The very first muskie of the tournament or no, the very, very first, first muskie with a fly rod. Uh, yeah, anybody who ever comes out and does it there for the first time, that'd be you know Give a cookie. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And write their name down so we gotta remember. A beer. That's a thought. Well, we can put that through to the committee and see. Now you got to remember, we're doing all this. Well, most of that stuff's I, donated anyway. So I we think can, last year we the, can come up with something. I think last year uh, the one guy who caught a forty-six might have been his first on the fly. I think you're right. Was yeah. that Brandon? Yeah, Brandon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was an insane fish, and probably. Hey, keep trying, bud. You might get there one day. That's a fish of a lifetime first one. And PJ caught his first. I think two weeks prior to that. You warmed him up. Chad, Chad got him warmed up. With an itsy-bitsy fish. Chad, how many have you caught in the tournament? 
None. <laughs> I, I haven't been on a boat that's caught one. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the black cloud. <laughs> so you got all these people recruiting you to fish with them, correct? No, nobody wants me. <laughs> not no more, not like, after this. I'm, I'm like, stuck with them. I'm like the last kid in dodgeball. <laughs> as long as you're having fun. That's all. Hey, our boat has the most fun. <laughs> no matter who's on it, we're having fun. <laughs> I got a trolling motor instead of oars, so it's got to be a lot of more fun than, than some days, right? Jay and I took a small kid or a young kid out smallmouth fishing today. I think we uh we shocked him. Oh god. <laughs> the kid was a little uh a little taken aback by by how much fun we had. <laughs> how no, old a kid? Uh 24? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was <laughs> thinking like 12. No, no, well, no. The, we we had a degenerate. We know to temper ourselves around young 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 kids. Can't be, he can't be around young, young kids, is what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys catch anything? Oh, yeah. It's a fair amount of small ones, I think, they got. Yeah, but... nothing huge, but got a fair amount of fish. Do you ever hit the Allegheny for smallies, targeting them? I haven't. We not did for your bachelor time. party. Yeah, not in a long time. Oh, I caught a giant there. Was a, I could look back on that picture, and it's like uh, stuck in, in time, dude. It was a big fish. It's like Walker K. Chronicles is burned into your memory. It is, dude. <laughs> do do you so, target do you target smallmouth on the Ganey at all? No, I I don't. I did growing up. I I grew up near Parker on the Allegheny, so we used to we used to fish it a lot for smallies. Um, not not with fly rods. We'd go down and throw top water and little safety pin spinner baits and stuff. And you know we caught a lot of big smallies down in that Parker area. That middle Allegheny was was really productive and. And now we'll go down and catch, uh, you know, hit walleyes down there through the winter and, and um, target them. And, and we do pretty well there as well for, for the walleye. Yeah, that, that river is an absolute gem. Is that yeah. Is that the time of year you're spending most time on the river or on the river for throughout the whole year, that's, winter yeah, time? Yeah, that's when I'm on it most. And, I, you know, you guys, if, and I'm not sure what the where, where you're fishing, what it's like now, but those fucking kayaks are everywhere. I saw a picture yesterday. A guy was trying to fish, and there had to have been twenty kayaks around him. I think that was on the Junietta, but I'm like, the, I, the plastic. I don't catch. like people that much to to spend that much time out near them, and I get boat rage. I get pissed. People coming in beside me. <laughs> oh, us too. Uh, yeah, no, no. Wintertime brings yeah, out brings it out. Bothers the me, so I stay away. In the wintertime, you don't see many people on it, so. You, you know whole, what? Whole river to yourself. Good like, idea. Like my boat, we've been using it for some goofy stuff and just putting it in random areas for different fish and getting away from people. It's been fun. Hasn't been musky well, or, but you know, we, we're having a good time doing it. I've I've heard you guys talking about your bow fin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we that can get away. Good. There's nobody around, and we're we're finally getting to just uh, go there's, have there's, fun. There's a kayaker or two. Yeah, but. But not 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 a hundred of no. them. No, there's there's <laughs> a, a lot of water. Two yeah, from, from that, less that's guys. literally yeah, one or two. Yes, in Jesus H Christ. Yeah, that yeah. guy just walked on water for hundreds of yards. <laughs> yeah, until <laughs> the until the, the fog left and we realized that there was a supboard there. <laughs> but even our, the smallmouth water we have, the you know we don't get a lot of boat traffic down through there. On on a crazy amount, we didn't see anybody today. A couple of people waiting. Kayaks but not. have just started here. We've we've got our just our first kayak rental on our river so far. So potentially, that me that you don't see that many people on there. 
Yeah, there's you very... can't keep anything and it's ugly and dirty and not scenic. <laughs> I mean, to be U- completely honest. Ultimately, a lot of people go to the lake. We got three lakes within ten the minutes. Upper, the upper river gets a ton. Yeah, of ton of kayakers up and there. It takes it off of our lower river. Yes. Well, it's more of a, a slack water river than yes. than a than a you know current, current. type. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's very very little pressure here so far. So we we got That's it to good. ourselves. Yeah, well, no, it doesn't catch us any more fish, but it's better, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> At least we're out well, there doing it by ourselves. That's right. Yeah, there's something to that, even if it's ugly water. Oh, yeah, no, it's pretty when you're out there for sure. It, it's our escape. It's not ugly water. It's urban water. Not so urban. It's just not what people may picture. Yeah, you see a lot of oh, pictures yeah, a lot of good of trash fish. In it, like grocery carts and shit oh, like that. Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. It's got boats. It's got everything, man. It, it even has the, the kitchen. kitchen sink. It has the kitchen sink. I got yes. a picture of a smallmouth in a, a grocery cart this just a couple weeks back. <laughs> <You do. laughs> like he, it was the net job. He netted it up for me. He or whatever sex that cart was got got the net a couple smallies for me in this run. It's a sm- It's the shopping cart hole, no doubt, right? <laughs> so, here's a story for you, Matt. I I have snagged two different set of kitchen blinds like window blinds <laughs> to so, get them in yeah yeah <laughs> that's how i knew there were different different uh, window blinds he fought them all the way to the boat too that uh, we fished that pmtt and that that guy that runs that always tells a story about a guy who hooked a uh, a toilet seat <laughs> and it was, it was you know it's gonna flutter so every time it and you get a little slack, it would feel head shake. Oh, so yeah, a monster monkey brought in a toilet seat. <laughs> That's pretty uh, shitty. Yeah, it's very shitty. That's below a boot, I think. So, speaking of that, are there any uh, any other muskie tournaments planned for this year that uh, Muskie Zinc Chapter 64 is putting on? Yes, we, we're going to have one September 12th on Kerwinsville. Um, it's an all day tournament. We're going to have a raffle afterwards, probably a meal, try and have a meal afterwards. Um, it, it should be Kerwinsville. I don't know if you guys have ever fished it. To me, it reminds me a little bit of Tynesta Lake. It's, it's fairly small, 800 acres. You know, it's a flooded river. It's a West branch of the Susquehanna dammed up. Um, kind of the same layout as Tynesta, not, not as many fish, not as many nice fish. That's, um, one of our project waters. So, the funds we make through this, the beast tournament and the other things we do through the year. Um, and I, I'm sure we've went over this before, but we got an agreement with the state. We've, we've started stocking purebreds. We being our club, the chapter 64 muskies Inc started stocking purebreds in this lake. Last year was our first year. We're going to do it again next year. State stocking the hybrid tigers every other year. So they, they just stocked it. I think last week actually with the, um, the tigers and we, we come up with an agreement with those guys that we would do it for at least two years. And if we could finance a third year, we would do it a third year and then they will, uh, you know, shock it or net it and see what kind of results they get. And if the purebreds are doing well, they may go to a purebred stocking and get rid of the tigers or, you know, we, they may just say, Hey, the purebreds aren't working. You guys, put them somewhere else so that that's one of you know one of the things that we're doing with the money we generate from the beast 
Um, this year, we actually committed to doing it again with another lake, Yellow Creek Lake. We're going to stock purebreds in it. It's a, I don't, I don't remember what the acreage is on it. It's about the same size, I think. I think we're doing 600 muskies in it. The state used to stock it, quit stocking it, I don't know, eight years ago, eight, ten years ago. Um, it's got a very big northern pike population in it. So, you know, our thoughts were when you're when you're putting in six-inch muskies in a, in a lake with 20-inch pike, how do you think they're going to do? They're bait, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so the state, you know, the state's been really good with us. Um, the state, you know, we, we called them and said, hey, here's what we want to do. What do you think? And they're on board. You know, they don't – we're spending our money on it. They're not spending theirs. And if it works, then they'll – you know, they agree to look at stocking it again. So with the way the state's going with their stockings now, with them, you know, stocking 12 and 14 inch fish, you know, that they're, they're going to survive a lot better in those lakes than, than the six inches they're putting in. So I suspect that lake and that lake sets up, I think real well for, for muskie. Um, I got a quick question. It'll be interesting. We have a pike tournament on there in April and we didn't have it this past April, but um, it's got a lot of pike, not a lot of big pike, but, Hopefully we can get a good muskie population started in there. Has it? Has that water ever had muskie in it before? That that Yellow Creek did have muskies in it. They, and I know guys that went fish that pre-fished our um, pike tournament. And the one guy had a, he said a monster. He said it was a 50 plus. And I've seen this guy with pictures of fish that were in that range. So I'm, I'm pretty confident he knows what a 50 is. Um, so he missed a, a big one pre-fishing for pike. So yeah, it should it should do well. I just you know, it, you're stocking 14 inches in there instead of sixes. Hopefully they do well. They can fend for themselves a lot better than a fish half of its size. A lot better, yes, exactly. It so. seems it seems like in Pennsylvania, this is the golden era for muskie fishing with the new stocking program that they have in place. It's you know it is it, it, it most definitely is, and you'll you'll talk to people that have never caught muskies and they're catching them. They're you know they're catching muskies as bycatches. It, Raystown Lake out here um, this year has done phenomenal, guys. You, you know, if you watch Facebook, but Raystown Lake has their own page, you'll see every week there's somebody catching a muskie on there that's never caught a muskie. And um, it's just, and it's not just that lake. I think it's everywhere. And, you know, Muskie's Inc., I, in my opinion, has a lot to do with that. One, one thing out here, there's a Bald Eagle Creek, which is, it's a, pre, it's a class A wild trout stream before it runs into the dam at Sayers. Spring Creek runs into it. Um, and then from the outflow of the dam down to the Susquehanna, there's probably, I'm just going to guess on this because I don't know the mileage for sure, but I'm going to guess there's probably close to 20 miles of stream. Um, and they used to stock the lake with, with muskie. And I've caught lake at, or muskies at the outflow before, but I think, results from us working with the fish commission the fish commission this year started stocking muskies in the lower bald eagle creek which like i said i i like to think that our chapter in muskies inc had a lot to do with that reaching out to them working with them and you know giving them some ideas on where we'd like to see fish so i think i think we're doing a good job as a chapter uh, promoting the muskie fishery and, and working with the fish commission and getting a lot of things done Quick question here on the, the Kerwinsville. That's like a more of a project. Uh, what's the growth rate? Do you guys got a growth rate established yet for a year-to-year -year thing? That's been a few years you're in that, right? 
I, I had troubles hearing you say that again. I, the growth rate on the Tigers at Kerwinsville, you guys have been mm-hmm. monitoring for a few years. Is there like a specific number or a range? What's uh, what's the deal with that? No, I don't. I don't know what their growth rate is. I mean, you'll catch, you know, yearly class fish. Like we have tournaments there twice a year. I think this past spring we had one on there. There weren't. I think the fish caught were in that twenty-five inch class range, which are, you know, two-year-old fish. Um, it's funny that way, but I've fished it enough. You'll see a plenty of. 40 inch fish and so forth. And I don't know exactly what the growth rate is in there. I think one reason the state quit stocking or never stocked purebreds in there was that they were drawing the lake down through the winter, which um, killed any weed growth in the spring. So it it really didn't have any habitat for the purebreds and tigers, I guess, don't necessarily need that. So the state went with the tigers, but now they're not drawing it down in the winter. And I think that's one reason they allowed us to do the purebred test in there. Is there a reason they're not drawing it down? Uh, no, not that I know of. It just the Army Corps of Engineers. It's an Army Corps lake. Um, changed their thoughts on it and why or for what reason. I, I can't answer that. Okay. But I, I think they've drawn it down the last few years, or they don't draw it down nearly as, as much as they have in the past. And it's got a good weed growth in there. And that's you know another thing that our club has done a couple years ago. We went to that lake and put in a bunch of um, cribs and stuff. You know, we built cribs in the parking lot. Um, spent, you know, six, eight hours there one day building them. And then the state come in and took them out on their boats and dropped them in for, for fish habitat. So, you know, it's just a couple of things that Muskie's Inc. does. It's not all about tournaments and so forth. So did they tell you where the cribs were? So you can go out and get they them. They did. Look? They did. And they were going to give us GPS ratings or readings to show us exactly where they're at. I've, I've never seen them, but I know a couple guys in the club know exactly where they're at. They're guarding them close to the vest. Well, oh, that yeah, might even be know, on the fish commission yeah, map. I probably you guys catch them trolling too. So, you know, some of the guys in the club, that's all they do is troll. So, um, they know where they're at. Yeah. So Matt, we've had you on for just about an hour. Um, is there anything that about the beast of the East that we have forgot to ask you that you think would be pertinent information for anyone listening to know any lodging for this year? The lodging, the days in, I, I throw out there, and it's on a registration form, the, the number for the days in. Um, that Buckaloons, which is a, I think it's a campsite through, I think it's a, on a national campsite. I don't think it's a private one. I don't think it's state either. But And the other thing that, that I say is if, if guys are coming and they need a place to stay and they want a tent out, we have a couple guys, me being one, that um, – I stay in TDU. The place I stay has um, some acreage, some fields that you could tent in. Um, one of the other committee members, Dave Alexander, he's a chapter member, has a camp in Tynesta, and he's offered it for people who want to camp and not, you know, pay to camp out or anything. So we have some places that you can throw a tent and stay. The Days Inn is the other one, and it's it's under registration form. Um and the Buckaloons recreational areas on there as well. Awesome. Uh, so one more time on the, we got the Matt Dixon.com. What was the other one where people could jump you on can reach and get me a hold of you at Matt that? Lezer.com, L-E-Z-Z-E-R.com. Now we got the, the Nittly, Nittany, what, NVMA? Yep. What was it? Yeah, the other one is the abbreviation for Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance, Inc. It's N 
is in Nittany, V is in Victor, M A I N C at gmail.com. Or, or you can get on Facebook or message us. Um, we're really good about getting back quickly. Uh, the dates, I don't think we went over the dates. No, we didn't. I was just thinking that. October 8th is a Thursday. That's the registration, the captain's meeting. The tournament will be held all day Friday, the, the 9th. And then I don't remember what the hours are. It's 7 to 6, I think. And then the um, Saturday... The hours are 7 to 4. Dinner will be at the Bent Run Brewing Company in Warren. Starts at 6.30. Should be a really good tournament. Should be a great place to have uh, the festivities. Bent Run, is it looks like a phenomenal place. They're very receptive, and hopefully we can get you guys in here and have a great time. And, Chad, I'm sorry you guys can't make it. I know. I'm um, I'm going to I'm going to try to make know. it. I'm going to try to make it for him even if I don't fish. I want to I want to check out the brewery. Hell, the food last year, that was that was really good. Uh you know, you guys did well last year. I I would love to see, you know, what this year brings. So hopefully everybody It should be good. I think we're talking about a pig roast or something along that line. So like I said, everything hasn't been finalized yet. We do have some COVID um if something would happen with COVID, we've got some plans set up if we need to alter anything. Uh, one thing is 99% sure is we're going to have the tournament. Whether awesome. we can all get together and have, you know, a, a party afterwards or the captain's meeting, that's up up for, you know, debate whether COVID allows us to do that. I but heard it was a party again, at Dunn's we house. we are planning on having <laughs> Hegberg's. Oh, Hedberg's. Party at Hedberg's yeah, 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 party at Hedberg's if everything falls through, COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. I'll let them know. Okay. Yep, we're good. in. All right. Heck yeah. All right, guys. It's still doing it. What do you guys think? A little classic rock for the end of the show? Oh yeah. Is that equivalent to a beer? Like a pop When you pop, when you tick, 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 is this clicking? Little pint cans? Oh yeah. I love the aluminum bottles. Dude, I saw that. I was like, ooh, I'll grab me one of these. I spent years of my life making aluminum bottles at a place, a slave factory. It was good slave money. They beat you with a stick there? Oh, believe me, don't fuck up. Do not. Do fire you. Do not be late. <laughs> do not miss a day. You can call off twice a year, sir. But every shift you need to work 12 hours. But I had a dope schedule and a lot of time. And boy, I beat I beat the woods and I beat the fish up. If you work two, what was it, two days on, two days off, two days, like three days on. So every other weekend I was off, but I worked seven days every two weeks. It, with the exemption of 
mandatory overtime here and there, and I got my share of that. But and I had a lot of time. I had mornings. I had it was an awesome event. So anybody blessed with that schedule, man, kudos to you, because that's the one. If if you can handle switching, like I had a swap shift, you know, day turn, night Swing turn. shift. Yeah, fuck, it sucked. And and now I know that I'm a little older and I worked another midnight job, and that shit kills you. Midnight, oh, yeah. Midnight kills you, my friend. <laughs> you want, Like, now I'm kind of trained to wake up early. Not that I always wasn't, but I, I, that's my time. You know, I like getting up early, maybe getting shit done before it happens. I would love to have a, a set, like, 9 o'clock job where I would get shit done. You know, I'd, I'd love be a 9 o'clock job. I'd be an outdoor, like, boom, got all... Caught a couple stripers, went and shot a deer. You know, I'd have all that shit done before nine o'clock. That'd be awesome, but not everybody's life goes like that. So no, oh, yeah, that's fit what, the fishing, fit the outdoors in around your schedule. Kind of sucks. Sometimes. When I was in sales and Saturdays went to ten to four, I was like, oh, perfect. I'm fishing all morning. Screw mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah up first up, light, fish two, two and a half, three hours. Leave the rods Good in the work. car, yeah. man. Shit. I, I would change at work. I'd walk in the back door with all my clothes. Change Come out with thing. waders. Yep. <laughs> that's it. Definitely. No, I died. There was times, you know, even with that job, I was able to muster up enough energy after midnight when I was a little younger and go shoot a deer before eight o'clock after getting off at seven and feel like the king of the world and drag that bastard out. Now I'm like huffing and puffing, dragging one out. That's because you were just outside lighting a cigarette with a cigarette. Well, duh. (laughs) That's what you do when you need to get a couple in. You fucking fire them bitches up. If you're smoking, smoke them. You ever hear that? Smoke them if you got them. What the fuck do you think I came to do? I didn't buy those cigarettes to hold on to. Dad's been been talking to me, saying he wanted to do the same thing, just keep a rod in the car. And because he took on another McDonald's, you know, supervising, that's a stone's throw from, you know, catching a, catching a wiper. Here oh, he got there. the good one. Yeah. Um, I talked to him all the time. The one in beautiful. I, I swung through and seen him the other day. I showed him a couple yeah. pictures like, ah, look at us. Look that's, at us. You got 10 minutes. Go ahead. That's why he said that. I think he came home. He's like, Jay showed me some pictures. He's like, I'm just going to keep it riding the car. First cast. Go he's ahead. Be down Rick. there in his, his slacks and his shoes. Got, get yourself a burger. You probably don't eat that. Swap, slop, but uh, get a, get a sweet tea, walk down there. He came over the other day to pick up a bed for camp. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have a beer with me. He said he quit smoking. Did he? I think old Ricky's changed, turned over another or a new leaf. He's turned uh, many a leafs in his life. He hasn't been out of my house much lately either. Maybe he has. Maybe he don't like you. <laughs> he probably doesn't. <laughs> well, he said he. Maybe you tell him what fly to fish too much. He said he can't can't have a beer because it makes him want to smoke. Oh, yeah. Ah, He's on that train again, yeah. That's why he doesn't come over and see you. Yep, that's it. Because you you annoy him and make him want to smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yes. Anyway. So so here we go. Here, That's here we go. I want I want to mention that summer's coming to an abrupt end very soon. Oh, yeah. You know how people are always like looking forward to that next moment. So look in the moment instead because right now you better do everything you want to do before the season changes cuz it's flipping over right now. I still now. enjoyed having flip-flops and shorts on right now. I'm I don't I do it's want it to changing, be over, man. but <clears throat> it, I I I I'm going to take these last two weeks. I know it's going to be the last couple of weeks. I'm going to get to go out and do it this way. So I'm going to savor it. Yeah, I today love flip-flops fun. and shorts. Uh, you better get it in, buddy. So uh, before we talk about today's float, Jay, uh, this weekend coming up, the Fly Fish and Film Tour is uh, doing a virtual showing. So if anyone's interested in doing that, 
uh, go to the flyfishingfilmtour.com and uh, you can support a local fly shop or a fly shop that's near and dear to your hearts uh, and buy tickets through there. Um, we're going to be doing our projector next Saturday. So if anyone's local and wants to come out and have a beer and watch a fly fishing film tour on a projector outside, COVID safe, kind of, uh, we're going to be doing it here. So uh, get a hold of us on the SVS page on the social medias. Um, if you wear a mask, bring a, make sure it has a hole for a straw. Yeah. So you can drink so you, your beer through a straw. So you can smoke cigarettes through your mask. Yes, that too. Um, but uh, like I said, there, there's a lot of fly shops that you can buy your tickets through. I think we're going to get ours through uh, Arlington, Virginia. Mr. Rick Farino at District <clears throat> Angling. <clears throat> Word. So that that's the one that jumped out at me that I know has been a guest on our show. So... Well, it's something we've been doing for a number of years is going and seeing that, you know. I think we've been like three three, three years, four years now. Yeah. And uh, it's something I always look forward to seeing. And sometimes I think they're great. And sometimes, you know, some are really good. And others are, you know, snooze fest for me personally. But, I, you know, they all probably have a great place in somebody's eyes. But now that we can do it outside on a projector... We can you have, don't got to drive. We can, I mean, ultimately, this is the your chance if you did... Oh, I can't make the whatever hour drive, two-hour drive, whatever. This is this is your chance to enjoy it and hopefully maybe bring in some people who don't know nothing about it and watch it with them. Well, I was going to say the good thing about it is the last couple times we went and saw it, it's been in a movie theater, and you can't take beers in a movie theater. Yeah, but... Mo- <laughs> we, we can do it now. <laughs> but if you weren't local and it wasn't something that was... You know, oh, I'm going two hours with somebody I don't, you know, I but don't know. Jay and I drove the Countersport two years ago. Yeah, but you are fly fishermen. Now yeah. these people are like somebody who fly fish, like to have their family, have their, you know what I yeah. mean? I'll check this out. So I think it's a pretty cool idea. I took my wife last year with the guys and uh, she had a horrible time because yeah, she was with me. <laughs> Duh. But other than that, she really enjoyed it. She liked Hank Patterson the best. But who doesn't? Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy him as well. I'm, I'm big on. I just watch Jensen over and over, and I'm like, that's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Where's this planet at? Jensen fly fishing. You can't. I, I can't get enough of topwater eats. Oh, who can? <clears throat> Stupid. You guys didn't fish poppers, did you? No. Speaking of that, no, Come we didn't on. speak any poppers today. Hey, Chad, how many poppers did you take on today's float? Chad, no poppers. Chad, how many poppers did you throw today? Zero. Why? What? Sh- you didn't throw any poppers. Not even down to your, sh- no. your stretch. We caught, we both caught one fish from that stretch. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I saw a bigger hot. one right above Too that. Too hot. Yeah, it is. It's going to cool. We got it this week, Thursday. But you know what? We caught a bunch of fish. Every yes. fish was stout. Uh, so what time do you get started? So, yeah, so what, what you, was the deal with 7 them? 7 a.m., you underwater, or what? Oh, yeah. Before, or? Were they uh, eating probably, steam uh, rising? Probably a little after that. They Seven. eating quick, like a couple strips in, or are they chasing it back? Or? Yeah, most of them were close to shore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we put in, I think we pushed off and started rowing at 7.20 in the a.m. And then what, we got done at 3.30? Couple yeah. r- couple raindrops around then? Only on the way in. Like, yeah. My windshield was sweating. That was it. You know, we get down to the first uh, spot where we always, you know, just kind of stop, fish. And next you got a decent fish out of there. Two of them. The bonus well, fish. Was, yeah, bonus fish. The one was 
Probably no, like no walleye. All all one species yeah. today. Yeah, one species. Yes. Holy cow, that's that's incredible. weird. Yeah. yeah. No, you got to get something oh. else. What's the name? Jordan hooked a carp. Oh, that he, was had, right. he had a carp that came and eat, ate a streamer. But uh, a real carp. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Apparently, he wanted it. Um, I mean, it was it wasn't it wasn't super hot. It had its moments. Where fish were on, and then other moments where they weren't. You know, we had stretches where we didn't catch a lot of fish. Yeah, there's a lot of slow stretches. Yeah. And then when... That you can't move through really fast, so you really fish them, but you didn't come up with anything, huh? Yes. That sucks. That sucks a lot. Yeah. When you're spending a lot of time, you know you're... I know what you're probably talking about, and those two areas have fish. I just think that they're they're tucked in. It's that time of year. It's hard. It's, It's a little tough, but I mean... We were getting fish to move, like I said, and I got them to move last week. It ain't, it wasn't, it's not like last week's much different than this week. A little temperature change like we talked about. The river dropped about four degrees due to, you know, just the cooler nights and stuff. But overall, I mean, we had a good no. day. I mean, it was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. You know what I mean? We had some, uh, we had some, we had some good music playing today. We had some, uh, you know, like I said, that kid is, that kid is now he is doesn't know what to make of people. Oh, but I don't know if he's ever met somebody like Chad. Let let's start off before we even picked him up. First thing mm. when uh when I got to your house this morning, what do we have to do to the boat? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> so I forget. Uh well apparently my we put the the um straps in my dad's truck. So I don't have any any ratchet straps at my house. What kind of house has zero ratchet straps at it? Well, I, I mean, had two. I mean, at least you gotta have like. What did you do with the two that I already gave you from the last couple of times that I've been in my truck? Lost them ones too. Who the fuck knows what happened to them? <laughs> he didn't have any before. So the last two we had came out of my truck. <laughs> I don't fucking know them. The, the black and red ones. Yes, yeah, the black and red yeah. huskies. That were mine. Yeah, but I don't fucking know where those went to. I wish I had one of those to be honest. I don't know what happened to one of those. Oh, I know what happened to them. They got bounced off when it was on the fucking trailer, remember? Yeah. Yeah, Chad, yeah I remember. Chad remembers that now. But uh so we were down to just that one, you know, and then but dad had left it in the dad's truck and uh so we we tied the boat down with some uh some wire, some light wiring, you know, like like fourteen three. Yeah, fourteen three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh some uh some string, some twine. So you don't. You guys must not have had good stuff like at my house. I I hit the junk drawer or down in the basement. I got like old phone cords and shit. I, That's I, basically I what we out did. Rubber like like the craziest like a couple concoctions of, of so now fucking I, Jay looked at me and said bungee cords together. He said, "So what do you think about this?" I said, "I don't give a fuck. It's Let's your boat. do it." <laughs> <laughs> hey, it stayed in there. We ended up taking and uh, using one of Jordan's. Uh, he has straps in his boat at all times. Ratchet straps. Well, like a smart young man. So. Normally, normally I do as well. But you're getting rid of your truck. I'm getting rid of my truck, and I just put a bed liner in it last week. So I took everything out of the bed, and it's in my garage. Some rowing today was tough. Wind picked up a little bit here and there. Uh, he was rowing into some major, major wind, and uh, we gave him all the slack water. Oh so. yeah! Yay! Good rowing. Front row, back row, side row. Mm-hmm. Here, here, just keep us on this line, but good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it was. Keep us on this line, but good luck. And then it was like, hey, can you get us like five feet in? Uh, fuck. 
Dude, it's tough. Oh, I, I didn't mean five feet from the bank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as soon as you make a move, it yeah. takes you the whole way. Yeah. That, no. That's one thing about being a rookie rower <clears throat> is you overcorrect a lot. Not even. You don't. You know, you're you are behind in time. Real, what's really going to happen time-wise? You know what I mean. You need to be doing it before it ever gets to well, that point. Yeah. You know, you get experience. You do things before they happen. Yeah. You see what's going to happen, and then you're Set already correcting up. before things even happen. You yeah. Know, or if go you, wrong. If you start rowing late, you're getting pushed into the shore. Yeah. But he's getting it. He he started to get quicker and quicker. <laughs> Remember when Michael first row? Oh, I watched Jace was a... Remember that quarter? I lost the oar the, the one quarter day almost. that trout creek? Oh, yeah. We, that we keyed it. <laughs> we sent one sending straight into. I'm a little bit better. I'm just not... Man, that t- it takes strength. It takes a lot of shoulder strength, and I'm the guy and that... And my boat's tiny. Yeah, but I, I'm not used to it, and boy, you don't think these shoulders drug out all the deer and pulled the bow back eight million times? These are not good. Bah, bah. These are not good. These are little league pitching shoulders. God damn it. They're jello. Smoking cigarettes with cigarettes. <laughs> smoking cigarettes. Yeah, that's helping well, your shoulders there, guy. I came here for a good time. Not a fucking long time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of shooting a bow, I shot a, a recurve this week. I shot five arrows out of it. You know what? You know my... Uh, How many arrows do you have now? Well, listen. <laughs> I shot it five times. I hit my forearm three times, and I oh, shot. I did hear that remark. And I shot over the target twice. Yeah. <laughs> I did end up finding one of those arrows, so I only lost one arrow. Mm. Sorry, Jared. Yeah, it sucks, dude. So, so, dude. I, I really do you have not have a good angle. What? Hold on. What? What? Like, explain. No sights. No sights. Nothing. No rest. Instinct. Yeah, instinctive. Oh. So, so, like Indian style. Uh, traditional, they call it. Yeah. So oh, I, sh- I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, come on. I mean, yeah. I, 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 native. I mean, like Native American style. Yes, yes. but yes. it's referred to as traditional. Okay, um, I'm just starting, man. It's weird. I like the way it feels. I love the way it feels. I've shot a few, but I'm not good at it at all. I'd love to shoot a deer with it, but not this season. I don't think. Mm, give it a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Time. Practice. It's a time thing. I got to figure out how to hold it because I. Your I angle hold- is important. I was holding it like I do my compound bow. And I whack. Oh my god! Still uh, black and blue. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that I believe me. When I started shooting a bow, you don't want to know what will cure you of not hitting your arm. Hitting your arm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. You keep hitting your fucking arm. You'll learn. Yep. You'll keep. Same with it. whacking your eye off a scope. Oh, oh yeah. Believe me. <laughs> do that a time or two. You won't do it anymore. <laughs> Rub it long. Uh, oh, you sure did. Dude, I had a shirt that Were was... Were talking about that on here? Yeah, not long ago. Okay. Not long ago. Listen, I had a shirt that had duct tape down the whole right arm. I'm left-handed. <laughs> it was, and that was, i get out of school and go over to my uncle's to shoot my bow out, out of his, like, upstairs window in Sharon, you know, to get a little little bit of archery up. You're off. left-handed? Yeah, a shooting. I'm left-eye dominant. So, so you cl- cast a fly rod right-handed? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I never noticed. Nah, fucking left-handed because I got to shoot with my left eye. But, man, dude, I, I had that duct tape shirt till I learned how to do it really good. And it takes practice. And I understand if you hit your arm, man. You want to know why? Not the, not the angle you need. And you should never have a straight arm now that you're shooting this recurve. Your arms are going to be like a going to be more of a, a one motion type deal you need to train yourself to not even hold you see what i'm saying yeah it, it's a smooth release that that's tough 
dude, it's a whole different shot. You're going to be in for a couple of years before you got to try it a deer. And then the, what's your range? 15 yards, maybe? Is that... When I was shooting at 10 yards, I could hit the the big square bale. When I was shooting at 20 yards, I was shooting over it. Yeah. Not even... I've seen some old-timers do it, like, on TV in 15 yards. They're saying, that's it. Don't even ever try. Oh, more shit. Than that. Jared, the dude that gave me this bow... He, shoot, mean, he, he shoots archery league with us. You could shoot it further. He shoots archery league with us 20, 20 yards at paper targets. He's he's shooting the same scores I'm shooting with my compound bow, with a traditional bow, at fucking squirrels. Good job, Sorry. bud. It's impressive. It's super impressive. It's very impressive. So, speaking of that, my team got third place this year in archery league. We just got our uh, results in this week. Job, Chad. Nothing Good like job. a bunch of non-hunters coming in third place. Yeah, no, I always think that non-hunters can't shoot for shit because it's just a paper thing. It, don't put them in the woods, right? I've killed some deer, bro. It's a deflex city. I've killed some deer <laughs> with my bow. Nothing better, man, and it's creeping up on us quick. I think there's one month. What are we yeah. at? They're like 20 seconds. I think 26 it comes in in Ohio. Oh, it's scary close. I'm getting excited now. Oh, I mean, man, this I'd, is like, I'm starting to get itchy. This, this is the time deer. of the year. Going to shoot a deer. I was Musky out, starting. I went, out, I went out and trimmed a deer trail today and adjusted a stand. Not moved it or anything, just so it doesn't grow into the tree. And, uh, no, it's prime. Looks great. There's deer in there. You don't need sure. two ratchet traps. Give one to Jay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm cutting. Yeah, I got I got to cut a strap off of this thing because it's getting tight. I'm gonna cut it and put a brand new. You know what's too funny it. too? Is we were jacking around my property. And my father-in-law had the uh, tractor. My neighbor gets stuck way in the back, so we ride the tractor back. I'm like, I'm gonna go check my tree stand. That sucker's been hanging there for about seven years. What ladder? Ladder sticking yeah. off of the tree now. You know what? Is it pointed? It isn't. The huh. bottom strap came loose in the top one, and it's just like hanging there. Like you can rock it around the tree, but it's still, still doing okay. Hey man, it's some been up, a lot of years it's been up there. I mean, sometimes I see a tree stand grown all the way into a tree, and I'm like, oh man, that's that's super old. Because every two, three years, you should try to adjust them or move your steps around if you are allowed to use steps. Uh, probably not, but I do that shit. I, I know it's bad for trees, but who cares? I mean, I gotta get up there somehow. I think the ladders are ladders and safer to use the sticks and things like that. Steps are pretty scary, bro. Screwing steps, touch that wrong on the wrong day, icy day, mm, lose your life. So be careful, everybody. Be careful with the upcoming season we're about to have. Oh, I remember I had to stand down south, and it was on this tree that was. I needed to be in the corner of this field, and there was no suitable trees there. And this thing was, like, maybe at best that big around, which is probably, I'm talking, like, 12 inches wide. I used to hunt some tiny and, trees. <laughs> and then once you got up about 12 foot, it started branching off. So I had to stick the stand up on top of one branch. So I had the, the pegs going up to a point. Then I had to get on the right branch, and then I had to swing myself around the back end and get to the other branch. 
then I had to reach back around the other side of the tree to get back onto the peg, and then I could stand straight up and get on. Oh, yeah, there's so nobody going up in it, my shit. Going up it was fine, because it was just like you just kind of swung circle, your way the like way a around a tree. Yeah. Going back it's out like a spiral it, staircase. Oh, reverse. Oh, in it reverse. Was, it was rough. You're like hanging there, like reaching Trying to get one your foot on the steps. Oh, I've been there, but uh, yeah, no. It's, it sucked. It I'd say moments uh, in the outdoors scary. Yeah, you fall in the water. It's a little scary. But when you're falling and you're like 18 foot up, like, or slipping or it's icy. Or, or you, you fall asleep or the first thing in the morning <laughs> as you're hungover. Or the best boots on the market aren't, aren't, don't help. You know what I mean? Like, you know, anything could happen. So wear that safety belt and shit. I don't wear it going up. And that's probably the most dangerous part mm-hmm. going up and down, you know, so. I always work on down. Some of the best naps I've ever taken have been in deer stand. Oh, for sure. But I got like a, a strap to, you know, hold me to the uh-huh. tree. But I, man, I used to zonk out, and that's the worst thing. <laughs> that ain't safe. It's not safe at all, man. I got a climbing harness from work. So I think that's going to be something good. To put I got it. Well, I mean, nowadays so, they sell every you, tree stand with a harness. You, you've, I've, I've never actually fallen asleep to where I've, like, Fallen or like no, fall, I've never fallen. Or not out. like falling. I mean, like drop my head or anything while I was in a tree stand while I was out on by a tree. Sure. Oh yeah, man. I I put. Oh, on the oh. Gr- on the ground, I could really go to town. Yeah, I am in the trees. Like, goddamn, it's have pretty zonked. fucking scary when you wake up and you look and you're just like, where the fuck am I? I'm twenty feet up. I have zonked out extremely hard and woke up to. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Burned at forty yards. Like, <clears throat> Time to get up. Yep. Oh yeah, that's best. That's the best kind of wake up call. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you you like jolt yourself out of a sleep and you look around and it's you know you're twenty foot up, you're like holy shit, man, or leaning forward a little too much with your body, you're like oh man, <laughs> I'm out of it. I, that was the days when I come home on midnight, like I mentioned, try to hunt past eight. If it didn't happen, man, I gotta get the hell out of here and fall asleep. That's I'm scary, looking bro. forward to hunting this year. I, I'm, I'm not going to archery hunt, but I think, I, I I'm think still going to gun hunt. I think I'm going to buy a PA license and not buy a doe tag and just buy the archery. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if I just buy the archery, this year they added uh, time in between. There's no dead time between for the rut, you know. It goes archery all the way up to gun season this year. Really? Yes. That's the change they that's made. That's the way it should be. They made that change to where, just like Ohio has been all my yeah, life. exactly. And that's, that I was the, just like I Ohio. Used, I used to hunt PA and then be like, boom, PA ends, and, and walk into the best time of the year in the Ohio deer woods, whether it was southern Ohio or local mm-hmm. here, like, and just see such a great, you know, whether, in times it's been locked down, so you don't really... It ain't that great, but if you're in the right place, I've seen some of the best action I've ever seen on Thanksgiving. Well, and not to mention that too. What about shit. what if you have a hot late September, real hot in early October? You may not start getting into your rut until late in October, in early well, November. No, well, even later in November. Yeah. Like I think that I think the the real rut, you know. And then all of a sudden, not, season goes out. Well, I mean, it. There's been times season has gone out while the rut was kicking oh, in, or not, not before even it. have. Sometimes not even been, been before in. it. Yeah, no, I think I think sometimes PA. How there's been times where season. the rut has happened in between archery and gun. Oh, definitely, yeah. and I and I and I've seen you know bucks chasing first day of gun, bucks chasing oh, yeah. first Saturday of gun, but 
now indefinitely you are going to be hunting some type of peak rut in archery season in the state of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. for the first, mm-hmm. you know, with with exemptions to some of the 2B, 2C, D, whatever, the special reg areas they've had different seasons versus the rest of the state. Now, statewide, you can hunt all the way up to gun season with a bow. It's another reason for me to buy an out-of-state license, which is a really fair price. And, uh, you know, the $26 archery tag is just the tax I'll pay to do the type of hunting I want to do, you know? So, very worth it. I'm going to buy one. I always used to think that was a, a big, like, charge. But, man, with the prices in this world today, if you compare stuff around to, it, and I ain't going to say come from afar or anything, or you're going to shoot a huge buck, but there's great PA hunting out there. We got a lot of... No, not to mention, too, like what we just what, got done talking know? about. Look at how much the PA's done musky-wise and how far, in particular, Jared Sayers has pushed the musky side of it. So just like what you're talking about, that little extra musky fund that's on there now that you can buy with your license, mm-hmm. that all that all goes it's towards worth. that. Yeah, it's goes worth. towards yeah, goes towards uh, feeding them. And he's and he's developed a way to feed these small fish in order to save money. Every little bit you give them helps them, and now we can start stocking fish that are twice the size. They survive better. And mm-hmm. Places like the local lake, I fish a lot. Them guys know how important muskies are. They make a fishery, and that is an epic fishery. It's one of the best areas in Pennsylvania. A lot of it has to do with muskies. Mm-hmm. You know, just like that archer stand. A lot of it that's put back into it. I mean, the state. Yeah, I mean, we. Well, I mean, we ultimately, we, we got we got a brand new they opportunity. Do. We got a brand new opportunity. That's when is how rare is that? Yeah. For, especially for PA. Well, they did change season they, two they years ago. They do try. I'll archery, give them that. They, archery they do try. Over? Yeah, but. But there being no shutdown for the rut, that is a complete different world in, in a hunter's what eyes. What do you got, two Sundays now this year? Three, they're running three, three Sundays. Sundays. One's for bear, I think, right? One for bear, two for gun, I think. Cool. Deer gun. So one's the first day, like the Saturday, yeah, Sunday after yeah, the you're first gonna hunt day, the first, which would be I don't know Saturday. There, no, there's not. Wait, It'll be Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, It'll be opening days. So, uh, we've been talking a lot about things going on in October uh, with yeah. the Beast of the East coming up. Uh, the week before the Beast of the East, we're going to have a special guest on the show and a special guest to the Shenango Valley. Uh, the one and only Mr. Chad Wild is making the pilgrimage from Kentucky, uh, but he's Connecticut. Never, he's never been here here. He's Not been here. to Jason's like, camp area. He's never been to our local... No. Cool. I picked him up at the Cleveland Airport and drove him to the... Allegheny River. Oh, okay. Man, okay. He's gonna have some fun. Yeah. Uh, looking forward. He don't to even it. know you then. And then you only get what one day with him, really? Oh, it's like a stinks. day and a half. You're yeah. gonna get a day and a half with him. And then, yeah. Then we get to take over. Yeah, have a couple days. Have a good time. He wants to fish the beast of the east water, so I try to make our way up there one day. Have a good time. He wants to see that river again. I don't blame him. I want to see it again. <laughs> if we, if I get to fish it once a year, like I was saying, or a couple days a year, it'd be nice to fish with him again. Mm-hmm. Be a fun day. So hopefully we can see something big. Yeah, we got a lot of good water here too that will work. Sure. If you take him up there one day, that means he'll be back here for two. So we'll have a lot of good. Plus, we'll see what happens Monday morning when he's going on there when he's leaving. But there'll be. I definitely don't. When do you I, start your vacation? Friday. Oh, you started on Friday. Okay. I'm gonna have ten days, so I am literally doing uh, other than the Sunday after the beast. 
And that gives me nine straight days of musky fishing. And I plan on doing nothing else other than cooking food, taking a dump on the side of the lake, and fishing. Cool. <laughs> on your waiter strap. No. However it works. <laughs> Not whatsoever. <laughs> I lesson learned that will never happen again. Thank you. <laughs> but Still waiting for Sims to make the, the backflip like the old... I'm still waiting to buy a pair of Sims. Flip. And as sad as that is to say, I've had a pair of Patagonias now for about they, six years. Are they working? I, they keep sending me a brand new pair every time. Something goes wrong with them, I send them back, they send me a new pair. Send them back. I'm still on the same pair other than they sent me a Your gift original, card. No. Like or original they, purchase. They replaced twice. them. They replaced them. And then the next time they sent me a gift card back for the full amount, so I bought another pair. And I've been on that pair, so from six years, I'm still on the original price. Yeah, they've been great. I mean, ultimately, you could get a billion other things, though. There's bibs. You run your boat. You know what I mean? A little later in the season, mm-hmm. them bibs, bibs are, are nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, even even the I don't know. I don't know if it's good, like the bass specified jacket, but wh- whatever one has the high, real high like face. You know what I mean? Right. Same or, when I have, but in, the in un- this year, one thing know, more than ever. I think yeah. it's called or something. <laughs> I, have, yeah. I think one thing more than ever this year I'm excited too is to work that two-handed rod. I'm going to be putting that to use a lot this winter. I mean, just underarm and just either ripping it, slowing I mean, right off the bat, we're going to be, we're going to be moving fly. still pretty quick here. Yeah. And actually, I'm, I'm really thinking next Saturday we're going back out from already. Are so, you? Yeah. With temperatures the way that they're sitting, we're right there. We're Time it's, again? It's go time. <laughs> getting time again? Next Saturday, well, I mean, morning lows like 55. It's overcast. Well, it's we're going to be a high of 70. It's we're getting a lot of hot sun, but we're... Hour less light. We're an hour we less light, sure. and our overnight lows are a lot. Even though, like this week, there's one night it's 84 high during the day. The overnight's 58. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I no, mean, we, you have a lot more time. Well, that's that first 50s we've really hit in a while. We have one or two nights, but last not week many was cool even nights. even a little bit warmer again, and it was just low 60s all week. Because mm-hmm. I was, you know, even waking up to it at six o'clock every morning, going out and working I mean, in it. Last three nights. Well, I've been sitting around the fire all night. We've mm-hmm. had company in town, and it's just been around, mm-hmm. just hanging out and chatting. By the time we've left 11 o'clock, it was a chilly walk back. Now, granted, yeah, I've been by the heat of the fire, but it was a chilly walk back. It was low 60s. It was nice. Yeah. It's almost enough to... to I wore my hoodie. hoodie in the it's morning. perfect. I wore my hoodie. Fire for sure. Yeah. I mean, sitting around a campfire, it's, can't beat it. But, I mean, we're we're getting there. It's, it's almost there. I can... Yeah, I'm you not sure. I'm, ready to I'm catch not sure on PA musky or PA musky PA archery opener, but I know <laughs> Ohio's is like the 26 coming up. So we got to get that bow out, blow the dust off. I'm not, I'm not a Chad. I'm not shooting over a fucking target or nothing like that. Hey Nick, hey Nick. I, uh, I suck. I suck worse than that. I'll be expecting my four f- or two flies in the mail any any day now since uh, the Celtics swept the 76ers. <laughs> Nick and I have a little side bet for two flies. Uh, bass flies work, buddy. I, you know, I've been musky fishing too much, and I have plenty of musky flies. Only if they're game changers. Yeah, I'll take anything. They all work. I just like the game you changers. You said Jay a musky fly. He'll try it in four years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. M- month or so. No, next, Maybe next beast. Next beast. This year before the beast, I'll, I'll try it. But, uh, yeah, two flies. Thanks, buddy. Carp good, good series. Good, good sweep. Flies. That was a good sweep. This is a good sweep for you. Yeah, it was a good sweep. So, do we have anything else we want to hit on, boys? No. Alrighty, guys. Tonight's show has been brought to you by the Nittany Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. Uh, Hit up Matt Dixon 
for your registration packet at nvmainc at gmail.com or just look it up in the show notes. Predator Fly Gear. Check them out, predatorflygear.com. Eric's Hooks. Tie all your game changers on Eric's Hooks. Hey, nice. Fishing. Simsfishing.com. This show has been recorded in the Urban Fly Company studios. Check them out at urbanflycompany.com. Yeti. Built for the wild. Queen City Guiding. Check out Ryan Evans. All your guided trips, flies, queencityguiding.com. Rock and roll. Did we get them all? Why not fishing? fishing? They're at the dock. And also... Thank you to our guests.